Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's holy word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is Friday. It is March 3rd. Today we are going to be doing another prayer, because it's Friday, from Piercing Heaven. Let us pray. Who are we, and what is our Father's house that you have brought us here? And now, O Lord God, what will your servants say to you? We are silenced with wonder and must sit down in astonishment. We cannot utter the least of your praises. What does the height of this strange love mean? And what does it mean to us that the Lord of heaven and earth should condescend to enter into covenant with dust and take into his bosom the viperous brood that has so often spit their venom in his face? We are not worthy to be as the handmaids to wash the feet of the servants of our Lord. How much less are we worthy to be your sons and heirs and to be made partakers of all these blessed liberties and privileges you have settled upon us. But for goodness' sake, and according to your own heart, You have done all these great things, even so, Father, because it seemed good in your sight. This is why you are great, O God, for there is none like you, nor is there any God besides you. Amen. All right, we're going to finish up chapter 52 today. That is getting us from verse 13 through verse 15, but then we are going to do all of chapter 53 verses 1 through 12 with it. It's all one thought, and it is a bunch of verses that you are very familiar with. Hear the word of the Lord. Behold, my servant shall act wisely. He shall be high and lifted up and shall be exalted. As many were astonished at you, his appearance was so marred beyond human semblance and his form beyond that of the children of mankind. So shall he sprinkle many nations. Kings shall shut their mouths because of him. For that which has not been told them they see, and that which they have not heard they understand. Who has believed what he has heard from us, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant, and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth, like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before it shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away, and as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. And they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him, He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. 
yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. This is one of those parts of Isaiah that we know really well. I said that before I read it, and once I started reading, and I'm sure you said, ah, he was right. We know this from Good Friday uh, or Maundy Thursday, maybe we have this read. Uh, We also maybe have it read for us on Easter as we look back to Good Friday. These are very familiar passages. It's often known as the suffering servant here, this one who is suffering for the people. And we notice here that this is someone who is doing something that is for the people. It is substitutionary, right? It is in the place of, it is vicarious. A whole lot of words to say that he's doing it for somebody else. And we see this here in verse four, right? Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. It's being put on him. And what do we see here? We esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. God is the one that is being seen as doing this. This is what is this is what is happening to him. He is bearing this for the people, even though the punishment uh, would be coming from God. He is taking it upon him. The people deserve this. Notice it calls them uh, transgressions here in verse five. He's pierced for their transgressions, crushed for their iniquities. These things are happening to him because of what the people have done. It isn't his own that he's bearing. Instead, it's for the people. And notice here, upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. Think about what is being viewed here. Looking back to the way that the people went into exile and how they got there, it was through war, right? Uh, And because they had disobeyed God, this, this came upon them. And so now this chastisement that is happening to this one is bringing peace to the many, And notice this language here. And with his wounds, we are healed. Notice what that does. The idea of healing is that wounds go away. But yet, their healing is coming through someone else's wounds. And notice why it is needed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. There's no disputing here who this is for. It isn't just a couple of people. It isn't uh, the really bad people. Everybody has gone their own way. Everybody has sought after autonomy and rebellion against God. But what did God do? The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. What the individuals have done en masse is being laid on the one, and he is able to bear it. We see that he was oppressed, and yet he opened not his mouth again Good Friday language here for us, pointing forward like a lamb that's led to the slaughter. Even though they're sheep that have gone astray, he's now a lamb going to the slaughter. He is also a sheep that before it shears is silent. He's not opening his mouth. The same imagery here as as it's related to the people. He is one of them, right? And so we know this passage. We know what it's about. And we see some other language that we see in the New Testament, right? This idea of dividing him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Notice, this is being given out. He's bearing this for other people, and then he is distributing it to others. They get the spoil. He is suffering. They get the reward. 
And why is this? Because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressions. He wasn't one, but he bore this for them. He bore the sin of many. And notice this, he makes intercession for the transgressors. He's standing in for them. He is advocating for them. He is their vicarious victor. And we know what this points to. And this is ultimately our application through and through, as we have seen stuff in the book of Isaiah, eventually pointing us to this, the the forgiveness of sins that needs to come. What has happened to the people was because of their sin. They needed somebody to take care of this. And through this, all we have seen that this is God who is going to do this. And here we get the specifics. And ultimately, once again, it's pointing to Christ. Jesus did this for us. We deserve the punishment, but yet we receive the spoils. His soul was poured out to death. We deserve the wrath of God. We deserve the death. But because he was numbered with us, because he took our transgressions upon him, we are forgiven. He has borne the sin of us, the many. And now we have this good news that he is still our intercessor. He is still the suffering servant. He is risen. He is ascended. He is glorified. But he is still serving us at the Father's right hand, making intercession for us, the transgressors. So may we find joy in the fact that this truth in this passage has come to pass for us. May we remember the blessing every day that we might know this story, that it might build us up, and that we might share it with others. Let's close up with prayer. Merciful Lord, you've borne our griefs and you've carried our sorrows. Though we deserve to be stricken, Jesus bore the wrath of God for us and was smitten and afflicted. He was pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our iniquities. Upon Christ was the chastisement that brought us peace, and by his wounds we were healed. Though we, like sheep, have gone astray and turned to our own way, you still laid our iniquities on him. We thank you for this great gift and ask that we would never take the mercy we have received in Christ for granted. Today we ask that you would make us aware of areas of sin and unbelief that are present in our lives. We pray that your law would be at work in us to convict us and that your word and spirit would be active in our lives to drive us to repent. We do not trust that we can do this within ourselves. We know that through the work of the word and the Holy Spirit in us, we are sanctified and conformed to the image of Christ. And so help us to submit to your word and fill our lives with it, that the work of the spirit in us might be evident to those around us so that all honor, glory, and praise might go to Christ alone. It is in his name that we pray. Amen. All right, that has us through chapter 53. We'll start up with 54 on Monday. Hope you have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available each week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel. 